Amen. Welcome, everybody. You've been prayed for. We're going to jump on into the message. It's called Battling the Giants. Anybody got a giant in their life from time to time? Come on now. Everybody has a little speed bump or something like that sometimes. That enemy tries to rear his head, but we got victory in who? Jesus. Amen. So I want to talk about that. And there can be all types of, of giants to deal with. It could be debt. It could be relationships. It could be health. It, it, you name it. Um, you know, when it's on your front porch, it's real. Amen? You ever notice the person that you deal with maybe at work or your neighbor or whatever? It's not a big deal till it's on their porch. You know, I pray that we're not like that. I pray that we're a, uh, a people of compassion. And as um, we go through things, uh, not only personally, but as corporately as a church or, or just in the body of believers, that we can come alongside and encourage folks. So look at this. Uh, one of the questions I had starting off, do we ever become fearful about things in the distant future? That's a long sentence to say, do you worry? Right? We all worry from time to time. I'm praying through God's word today and the tools that God gives us from the scripture that we can just stomp that down. How many people worry just a little bit? How many people worry a lot? Okay, this is going to help us. This is going to help us today. And it's different times in our life, you know? Different times we worry about different things. What about the unknown? And we're talking about this here today. It's a great story about Joshua. And I think if somebody had something to worry about, he could have probably took the worry route. But you know what? We're going to see how God spoke into his life today and encourages. And guess what? God never changes, and he's got a plan for each one of us. So he gives us some really good practical information. And one of the greatest motivational speeches ever given, and we're going to start with it with a scripture. You ready? Here we go. If you got your Bibles, got a little homework this week. Spend some time in the book of Joshua. Just even if you spend some time in the first chapter, I believe it's going to encourage you. I think we're only going to go through about eight verses. And I guarantee you when you leave here today, you're going to have some tools in your spiritual tool bag that you can use against the enemy when he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. All right? So let's take a look at our scripture. If you got that, pull it up. If not, you got it on the board here. It says, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses and I will not fail you or abandon you. Man. You say, well, that's great. He's talking to Joshua. Right? I'm not Joshua. Guess what? Joshua wasn't Moses either. But the reason I bring that up is, is God the same yesterday and today and forever? Are you a child of God? If you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you have, guess what? You have total access to your heavenly father. That's what I'm talking about today. You can call on him morning, noon, and night. You can read his word. You can speak his word. So when that enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, right, we can stand and say, no, I'm a child of the most high God. I'm going to stand on the promises of God. You know the number one thing the enemy wants you to do? The devil wants you to keep your Bible shut. And he wants you to keep your mouth shut too, unless you're complaining. Anybody know a complainer? Don't point, just raise your hand. They'll bring you down. It changes the whole atmosphere. I mean, they could, I mean, it's just anything. You could bring them a birthday, well, I'm getting older. Well, thank God you're here. You know what I mean? Whatever, oh, I got that new car, now I got a payment. Well, that's what goes with it, you know? What are you going to focus on? Me and Michael was talking about today. You know, I, I've worked at my job, uh, my other job, for about 32 years, and most of the time I really liked my job. And then about five years ago I got where I did not like my job. And so I had to take some of my own medicine, this is what I tell people all the time. I said, look, man, you got two choices. You can find the joy in the job. You got to get another job. And as I was whining, I heard myself say, you can find the joy in your job or get another job. I said, I don't want another job. Two's enough. <laughs> 
And so as I began, it's kind of funny because I talked through what Michael we were talking about. I said, right now, I enjoy my job more than I ever did it in the last 32 years. Wonder what changed. Could have been a lot with this guy. I started praying for people. I started praying about, Lord, you know what? How many have a better attitude about going into this? You know, let's see what's going on. And guess what? You know one of the reasons why I really didn't like what's going on? Because that old thing that comes up all the time called change. See, we were starting to change some stuff, change a culture. But I didn't want to change because I've slowly become one of the older guys now. You know, they're hiring some new guys and they go, you're older than my dad. <laughs> I said, well, that's okay, son. Get to work. <laughs> it's okay. You know, that's how we'll work that like that. But what I started seeing, sometimes we've got to take our own medicine. Amen. I can promise you this. I'm pouring these messages through my life before I ever share them with you. And sometimes my toes get a little bent up too, but I have to make course corrections. But let's go back and see what was going on. Let's just give you a little backstory. Most people are familiar with, with the story of, of Joshua and Caleb, right? Many, many, many years ago, God had promised them the promised land, which is Canaan. They get ready to go. Moses sends in 12 spies, 12 guys to take a look around, right? And they go, and everybody knows the report. Ten guys come back with a shovel lip. That's a buck row translation. We can't go. They're too big, Right? Yeah, it's just too big. Oh, they're, they're giants there, man. We, they're still squashes like a bug, right? But Joshua and Caleb said, no, we can take them because the Lord's on our side. But guess what? That murmur and everything got all into the troops. Everybody was, you know, oh, man, we can't go. Oh, what about this? What about that? Guess what? It cost them 40 years in the desert. That whole generation, they used to say a generation about 40 years, right? Whole generation of naysayers died off. And guess what? During that time, they were going back to God's word and remembering. And I want to get ahead of myself, but I want to just set the stage. And so after all that happened, God says, Joshua, you're my man. You're ready to go. I think maybe he said, no, 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 I don't want to go. I don't know. Have you ever been like that? God says, we're going to do this. And he said, well, what, what, what about me? We saw it with Moses. Don't say, who, who, why don't you send my brother? Right? But God is gracious, and God had been preparing this man for 40 years. No doubt, I think him and Caleb, we've been waiting 40 years, let's roll. Let's get it. You know, can you imagine? This? I'm, put me in, coach. But he had also been preparing the hearts of the people through the word of God. And let's take a look at a few things here that we can, we can really glean today. If you got your hand out with you, we're going to talk about that the Lord is with you. We're going to be talking about be strong and courageous and be careful to obey. If we can apply those three things in our giant storm, I believe that we can see the hand of God move. And everybody doing good? Got a little story for you last night. I was doing a devotion, and I read this story about some runners, joggers, cross-country folks. And they were going up and down and all around, and they were going up this steep hill. And there was an older gentleman running. This is the story that they had in the devotion. And as he was going, he was slowly starting to fall back. But the people that were running on the same path with him, right, got behind him, gave him a hand, got him right on up to the top. Now think about this. That guy could have said, no, don't touch me. I can do it myself. Anybody know anybody like that? I'm not even raising my hand. Might have to go like this, right? But he, he allowed them to be a blessing to him. And guess what? They all made it to the top. And in the devotion, they were saying, you know, I don't do much running unless it's to the buffet, maybe. Something like that. I'm not, I'm not a runner, jogger type guy. But they were saying it was such a blessing that that guy would receive. Because if he'd have fell back, it would have been a domino effect. The whole Jack and Jill went down the hill, right? But what happens is a lot of times 
when we think, let me do it, let me do it, let me do it, right? We are impacting more people than just us, okay? What happens is sometimes people on that same trail that want to help you and come with you and go along with you on the same team, believe the same way you do, love you, and want to kind of help you, and we, no, 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 and we stiff arm out of our life, guess what? When we start spiraling down, we end up taking them out with us along the way. And that was the whole devotion last night, is that, you know what? Will we listen, will we receive, and will we trust in the Lord? And I believe that just really spoke to, to kind of laying out the, the groundwork for this message here. But look at this. The first promise God gives the people is in this first uh, Joshua 1, 5. I will never leave you or forsake you. Man. Do you got that promise? Does God say he'll never leave you or forsake you? Do you call on that promise? Sometimes in the deep, dark hurt at home, do we say, Lord, you said you'd never leave me. I don't see you. And you know, you know what the great thing is? Many, many things about God. That you could talk to God with, a, with a just an open heart. Lord, I don't understand. Lord, I don't know where you're at. I don't understand why. And he's so good and he's so full of mercy that maybe he doesn't say this is why. But over time, God can show us why or how. And many times, we don't understand this side of heaven. We don't understand this side of heaven. But you know what? We've got to continue to trust God. So let's move on a little bit from there and see what God's got for us. Everybody doing good? All right. So the first thing we see is that the Lord is with you. You believe the Lord's with you? Look at that. No one else will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Like I said earlier, you said, well, that, that's probably just for Joshua. Yeah, he's talking to Joshua here. But you can go and cross-reference that, and you'll find out it's for you too. Amen? What does he say? Life nor death, nothing can separate you from the love of God. Take a little peruse through Romans 8. I love that chapter. Look at those things there that, that the Lord has. So we need to trust in the Lord. You say, man, buddy, that's easy. Easy to say, yeah, well, I trust in the Lord. I trust in the Lord. And then by the time we even get that out of our mouth, but I don't know if, I don't know. How many folks, be honest, sometimes we preach the problem more than we preach the promise? I can do that. Sometimes we've got to raise our eyes up a little bit off the problem, put our eyes on the problem solver, and say, wait a minute now, if God got me through this, 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 and this, surely he can do this. I love it when I talk from, to people from the neighborhood and things like that. My new buddy come in here, Chris, we were talking about things down in Buckrow, and said, man, we're, we're, we're like this already. I can relate to that. You know, I remember that place. I remember this thing. I remember those days. I remember those things. And then I, we start talking about, can you believe that somebody was a police officer? Can you believe that somebody ended up being a preacher? Can you believe that? But God, that's God working in your life, man. That is so cool when you turn around and people say, what's going on? And you say, man, let me tell you what God's been doing. You know, we had a tough time at my work. One of my guys that I've worked with for, for years, probably, probably 30 years maybe, passed away. I've been going through some different things. But you know, through that, God opened up a door to share his message about Jesus Christ. They came down and said, hey, look, you know, such and such has passed away. And we're like, boom. This is the guy you see every day. This is the guy you work with side by side. This is what's going on. It happens. And you go, wow, what in the world's happening? And so I said, but let me tell you what. I know that our brother knew the Lord. We've had many conversations about it. So while we're yet sad, let me encourage everybody 
right? All the people in the shop are there. Everybody's sitting there. Everybody there. And nobody's saying that. And I say, I'm going to say something. Yeah, we're going to miss him. And yeah, we're going to pray about our, uh, his family and things like that. But I want to tell you what, we can also have a celebration of life because we know that he's whole and he's home. Amen. And as we walk through these things, I never want to take, just roll it off like, oh, man, it's some hurtful times. We want to come along and, and, and encourage people. Me and Michael talk about all types of stuff. And I was walking, I parked the car. I said, Michael, I got a question for you. He goes, oh, no. Because <laughs> I'm always like, I'm thinking about this. I said, what's the number one thing that God's showing you this week? And he shared a few things. I said, let me tell you what God was sharing with me. That there's always room for me to show compassion in somebody's life. That's what the Lord's been showing me this week. There's always room for us to show compassion to somebody else. How many people are thankful when someone shows them compassion? Amen. You know what? That's a great attribute of, of the Lord working in us and through us. So we need to trust the Lord and work on those things. And so think about this. Do I personally trust the Lord? When those giants rear their ugly head, am I trusting in self or trusting in the Lord? Where do you run to when things come down? When the giants get bigger and bigger and bigger, where do you run to? I pray that we do. She said, run to Jesus, amen? Cry out to Jesus. But let me ask you this. Where do you run to when everything's good? Hopefully it's the same answer, Jesus. Are we thankful for what he's doing? Are, are, are we aware of all God working together for the good for us? Are we saying, man, Lord, I want to trust you and I want to thank you for what you're doing. Even though I don't understand this, I don't understand this, I don't understand this. But you know what I do understand? That Jesus Christ died for me and I got a place in heaven. And I know that God will never leave me or forsake me, right? I know it's by grace we've been saved through faith, not of ourselves. It's a gift of God. You got to open that gift by faith. Somebody say amen. That's what I'm talking about today. I believe that we walk through these things. The more I look at the size of my God, he shrinks them giants right on down to nothing. Think about David. Man, man, you can't go out there. He's too big. Even, even King was, the king would say, man, where are my outfit? He said, man, I can't, I can't move in that. I got to walk my own race. I got to do my thing. But see, a lot of times they thought David was too small and the giant was too big. But what happened was, he just made a bigger target for David. David stirred his heart up and remembered what the Lord had done with him. He said, hey, you know what? The Lord's with me. I done killed a bear and this and that and all this. Man, this ain't nothing. You going down. Think about that. Boom. Man, now see, I wouldn't have done it that way. How about y'all? I said, y'all go first. Anything left over? Yeah. I'll, I'll hit him on the, I'll, I'll kick him in the shin, you know. Had to jump up to kick him in the shin. He's nine foot tall. But see, God doesn't always do things the way I would do it or the way you would do it. He does it God's size. And look how that just transformed and changed. Guess what? Because after that, everybody knew it wasn't about David. They knew it was about David's God. When you come through the other side, do they know it's about your God? I pray that they do. Let's keep on rolling. He says, I will not fail you or abandon you. I've said this many times. You're going through a tough time. Isn't it good to go through a tough time? It's kind of rough to go through a tough time by yourself, but isn't it better when somebody's with you? We're just wired like that. Because then you at least talk about it. Can you believe this? And hopefully what happens, 
that we've drank in enough of the Lord that we can pour it back out in those situations. We can turn around and start bringing something out of that. Have you ever been with somebody and they're just talking in a negative? They're going, I used to have one of my buddies, he said, look, man, just tell me one thing good. Can you just please just give me one thing that's good? I think I hit a nerve, didn't I? Everybody goes, oh, yeah, yeah. It is. Sometimes you just, in that look, there's nothing, I don't think there's anything wrong about this is how I feel and all that. But we don't have to stay there. We don't have to stay there. You know, I've, I've shared a story about the lady that had a, had a job she hated. And, and the guy said, well, let's talk about a few things. Write down 10 things that you like. And, you know, she's like, well, oh, I don't like nobody there. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like that. Oh, all, uh, the guy said, look, do, do me a favor. Can you give me one thing that you like about your job? Well, it's close to, close to home. Write it down. I like my job because it's close to home. Okay. Well, do they pay you? I like my job because they pay you. Do you get vacation? I like my job because they give me vacation. In the course of a little time, she, she started, then she had five things that she liked about her job. Then next thing you know, she had ten things about the job. And the guy checked back with her and said, how are you doing? She said, boy, those people really changed at my job. <laughs> Ain't nothing changed at your job but you. It's what you carry into that, man. We need to turn around and renew our mind, right? What's the word saying in Romans 12, 2, 12, 1 and 2? It says, be not conformed, Right? To the world but be transformed by the renewing meaning ongoing word of God how many people are, are are tilling that brain tilling that heart with the word of God how many people are, are, are doing the Tuesday night Bible studies I'm not talking about working your way to heaven it's by grace you say through faith I'm talking about growing in our relationship I want to talk about this how, how many people did sports growing up anybody some sports how many people just showed up on game day and just played and won I don't think so. Did you practice? Did you practice? Did you practice? Over and guess what you probably practiced? Probably the basics over and over and over again, right? Because it built you up. And you can always come back to that foundation. Why is a relationship any different? Let's look at if you're married, dating, whatever, you with your sweetheart. I don't think you're just going to go out one time and get married and then that's it and think everything's lovey-dovey. I wouldn't suggest that. You got to work on it all the time, all the time. That's what we have in a relationship. But to know this, but God is not going to abandon you. He is with us. And that's something to shout about. Amen. Now, here we go. We just started on this here. We have to choose to focus on God. You know what a lot of times is? You ever been with somebody who's just overwhelmed with something? You got to refocus them a little bit. You got to encourage them. You got to refocus Refocus, refocus. Guess what? I got to refocus myself sometimes. You know what I do? I grab the word of God. I go, well, wait a minute. Let's look at this, man. What did he say to Joshua? What was happening? You got what? Two million people? You got to get across this water here and everything else? And God said, ah, well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're just going to go ahead and use the trumpet section tonight. What? Where are we going to throw it? You know, we're going to shout. We're going to go. See, the problem is we open our mouth up about the wrong thing instead of opening up about the right thing, Christ. Can I get an amen there? See, a lot of times we, we are fast to jump on the problem wagon. Yee-haw, right around. Here we go, going down. Oh, boy, next thing you know, you just all like that. How about that on the praise wagon? Man, let me tell you what God did for me. You know what? God will do that for you. You know what? Did you hear what God did for her? Did you hear what God's doing over there? Man, guess what happens? It starts cultivating your heart, and you start looking around. I've chose to focus on the things of God. That's not saying 
that there's not things that happening. That's not saying that you'll never have a bad day, that your kids will always get straight A's and all that stuff, whatever. I'm telling you this, though. People want to be around you a whole lot more than Sad Sack Sam. And you know why? Because you become that beacon. You become that light. And then people say, hey, uh, what's going on there? What's happening? Have you ever been in a store and just know somebody knows Jesus? You just know that. And you know I tell this all the time. I, I get so tickled like this. I get, I get my change. I go, hey, how you doing? How you doing, baby? Everything's good? Yeah, it's good. I said, you know what? I believe you know somebody I know. I do. Oh, I said, I know you know him. Well, well, who is it? I said, I, I'm pretty sure that you know this guy really good. And they said, well, who is it? I said, Jesus. He said, you know I do know Jesus. I said, I could tell in your smile. I could tell the way you're handling your business. I could tell. See, shouldn't it be pouring out that way? Shouldn't it be like that? And, and I think our spirit identifies with that, you know? And, I, and, and, and then you got that fellowship. you got that connection, man. But they're choosing to focus on God. Let's keep on rolling. Stop doubting and start knowing. Man, we can just be filled with doubt. I said, knowing God is with you, knowing God is faithful, knowing you are secure in Christ. Those are things to shout about, right? See, all these things produce power in and through your life. And we start becoming contagious and others start rallying around us. They start seeing that we, as we trust God, God entrusts us with more and more. We become stronger in the Lord and courageous. Think about this. You hire somebody. I'll just use a thing popped in my mind. You hire somebody to cut your grass. They cut your grass and they do okay. So you pay them. That's what the deal is. But say they cut your grass and they do this and they sweep everything down and they do this and they went here and did your windows and everything else. And you say, man, that guy, he's on the stick. He's over and above. And the next time you come back, you come and he's liking what he's doing. When you come out, they go, hey, how you doing? Hey, you know what? I saw some weeds over here. I just went ahead and got that. And I put a couple flowers in there and everything else. And you know what? I just want to do that. I want to be a blessing to you. Guess what? I think you got a return customer, amen? Think about that. The actual things that God, the attributes of God working in us and through us, helps us in everything we do. Those, those are things, man, love, peace, patience, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, self-control, fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 22, I believe. Look through there. Are those things being poured out through you? Because God's willing to pour them in you. But you know what? Sometimes we got to receive them. I go back to that, that runner going uphill. He had to receive some help. He had to receive that. And think about that. Let's just, just picture that a little bit. They were on the same path. Can you receive that from the brothers and sisters, right? They're in the same path. They had the same, they were like-minded. They were, they were heading to the mission, right? Foom, foom, foom. How much more should the church body be vibrant? Man, when somebody said, man, it's, man well, tell me about your church. Yeah, well, you know, got stiff chairs and I don't know, guitar's too loud, brother, get started talking everything, we're going to be late for the buffet, right? Or do they say, man, come on, you ought to come on down here. We're going to be talking about the Lord. You're going, to, you're going to have something to take away with you today that you can apply in your life today to transform your life. What are you taking with you? You know? Now, I'm doing everything I can, and I know the power of the Holy Spirit is moving here, but are you allowing the message to take root in your heart? See, that's your part. That's your part. I'm telling it, baby. I'm doing what I can. I'm trusting the Lord. I'm, I'm going to start knowing, not doubting. Lord, I know that your word will not come back void. So I know if I stick to the script, if I preach God's word, God is going to honor his word 
and start working it in your hearts. Amen? But you know what? You can close it down. I've been, man, you know, before I started preaching, I did a lot of music. And you know, I'm a people watcher. I play the music. I sit down to God preaching. God preaching. You got some people going, yeah, yeah, that's good. And you got some people over there like, Right? I'm not thinking they're taking a whole lot away. I don't know. But you know what? Body language speak a whole lot, won't it? Now, that don't mean you got to rush up here and hug your preacher, but I, it don't hurt my feelings either. But that's all right. But I'm just saying, are you, what are you bringing to the table? Are you at least, I'm just saying, man, come and bring a, a heart that's willing to receive. And God will do the work. It's not about buddies preaching. It's about the word of God going out. Man, look at this. The Lord is with you. Don't bone him out, man. Take him with you. Let's do it. So everybody doing good, say amen. How many people are feeling like they're going to be strong and courageous today? You ought to be getting pumped up. That's just, that's just what I want to do, two slides. You ought to be taking that Bible behind your head and curling it and opening it up. Man, working out, baby. Let's do it. Let's take a look at this here. So Joshua 1, 7 says, be strong and very courageous. He didn't even say courageous. He said very courageous, right? Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Man, that's a good word. If you take God's word, his road map, I always say God's GPS, God's perfect system there, right? And you keep that baby open, guess what? You will get to your destination. Guess what? You might hit some bump, bruises, and setbacks, but you got orders from headquarters, you got the mission. You got the playbook. You're not going to go out on that field and everybody say, okay, I can see the Redskins. Maybe they do. I don't know. <laughs> I love pray for the Redskins. I love them, but you got to love them because if you don't, you hate them. So I'm going to love them. They get out there and you say, all right. You ever see a guy run a plane? Boom, boom, hit the guy in the head with the ball. Bing. Somebody didn't open the playbook, right? Think about that. You're in the band. Woo, doo, 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 I remember years ago when I was rocking and rolling, I shared this a long time ago. One side of the stage, we had a tuner, and the other side of the stage, we had a tuner. My tuner happened to be low on the battery. So me and my buddy Mickey tuned to that tuner. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, we sounded good over here. So then when we came together as a band, they were tuned to something else. So regular tuning is like 440. We must have been like 438. Right, just off a little bit. You ever heard a song where somebody's singing and they're off just a little bit? That was us. And we're playing, man, we're going, the crowd's going, and everybody's, whoo, whoo. And then they start going like the smashing bugs, and they're going, what in the world? And me and my guy going, man, them guys are out, right? Couldn't be us, right? We just tuned, right? We know what's going on, right? And the other guys are going, y'all stink. <laughs> what's going on? So finally, we play like a set like that. I'm just trying to bend the string so it'll fit in here. We're having an off night. We're having an off night, man. What's going on? And the drummer's listening to this and listening to that, and you got different little cues on the music. It's not good. So then I checked my tuner. I said, man, we're right. He said, well, check our tuner. I said, y'all are wrong. He said, check the battery on your tuner. I said, I'm not right. <laughs> so I say that. Make sure you're using the same tuner, the Bible, right? It's not what this side thinks. That's, it's what God says. And you take that tune in for of God's word and you start aligning your life with that. You'll start seeing some different things. Look at that. That you may be successful wherever you go. Hey, we're in this thing together, man. 
That's what I tell people. I said, man, I might be standing up here, but I'm with you. I'm running with you. I'm praying for you. Pray for me. Let's keep on going. Be strong and very courageous. How are you going to be courageous if you don't trust God? The only thing else you could do is trust in you, your money, your good looks. I'm done already. I got to have Jesus. Amen? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm going with Jesus. Man, people will tell you all the time that you don't qualify. Don't get me started on that. I'm going to keep on rolling here. But look at this. God gives this great motivational speech through, through Joshua. Three times he tells them, man, look at this. Be strong and courageous. The word means, look at this, to be resolute, firm, and not easily swayed. That's the problem nowadays we're so easily swayed. Because if the news says it enough, or you get enough Facebook posts on this or not, they'll start believing it. I'm telling you, it's crazy. And it's hard to undo that. But if we could continue to trust what God says, man, we're going to see some great and mighty things. So let me ask you a question. Are you living in God's strength or are you living in your strength? Hey, a little evaluation, right? There are days that I try to live in my strength. You know how I know that? Because a lot of times it don't work right. And I keep going, and I'm tired and I'm wore out. And I have to realize that God did not put me on this earth or you on this earth to run 90 miles an hour, try to handle everything yourself. Where's the joy in that? Man, it should be effortless, right? It should be effortless as we go in there. And I don't mean you just sit on the sidelines. But I'm saying when you're moving in the Lord's strength, can you tell it? Can you tell it? You know, you start going and things start going on. And you say, wow, you know what? I never thought about that before. We were praying about this and the Lord directed me this way. Or the Lord directed me that way. Or maybe God will put somebody in your, in your path and say, hey, did you guys ever think about doing it this way on a job? Hey, did you ever think about checking with this person? Man, that's amazing. I call it spokes in the wheel for Jesus, keeping Jesus in the center. And each one of us is a spoke in the wheel. But you know what? As we focus on him, we can keep turning and going and going and going. Are you living in God's strength? I pray that we are. And guess what? If you're not, guess what? Let us pray for you. Reach out. Let us know. Say, you know, I'm having a tough time here. And let me just tell you all this, and I'll tell anybody online. Just because you ask somebody for pray, to pray for you, they don't need to know all the names, ranks, serial numbers, the this and that. He said, she said. Somebody say, hey, man, you know what? I, I'm struggling in this area of my life. Or, you know what we say a lot of times? We've got some unspoken prayer requests. Just lift up my family. That doesn't mean you're better than anybody else. But it means, you know what? I'm humbling myself, and I'm just asking my brothers and sisters to come along and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to remember you in prayer. I don't need to know everything. God already knows, but I will help intercede and come along and say, you know what? What's going on in your life matters to me. What's going on in her life matters to me. And you come alongside and you have a friend in Jesus. Amen. Always. So that's what I'm talking about. Let's this week, let's practice his presence and live in his strength. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. God will never tell you to do something you can't do. If he calls you to it, he's going to bring you through it, right? Think about that. You could turn around. I, 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 got, I, I, wrote, I wrote some of this stuff down. Many things that just jumped out about things that people said that I couldn't do. You got a few of them? I'll I, I tell you, everybody's got some of this. I started laughing. I thought about in school. I was terrified to read out loud, get in front of the class. Terrified. But God calls you to be a preacher. Can I not read? Can I just kind of hang out? God's so good, man. I mean, people would laugh. How many people like being laughed at? I was so shy. Can you believe that one? I was pretty shy in those areas. 
because that wasn't my thing. Man, ah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But God opened up other avenues to show me that I could live in his strength. What else have we got? Everybody's got some of these things. I was told that I was wasting time playing guitar all the time. I was told <laughs> that my wife was way out of my league. You're supposed to laugh there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody say, and she still is, right? Yeah, I appreciate the support. See, y'all laughed at me, that's right. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I was, hey, I was told about when I always like doing karate, and your kids can motivate you. So me and Thomas did some karate, and then I got out of that and everything else, and then we're doing it. And Thomas always says, Dad, you always tell me never to quit anything, but you quit karate. So fast thinking, Dad says, I'm just taking a break. Well, I come out of my break at 35 years old to get my black belt. They don't give them away. I was the human pinata for about two years, baby, but I got it. Because I said, you know what? I'm going to lead an example to my child not to quit. And Jesse came along, we did some karate. He says, I don't really care for this. I would like to try something different. I said, thank you, Lord. <laughs> yeah. So we went to soccer and baseball. I said, yeah, get in there, boy. You're doing good. <laughs> Whoo, nobody's swinging at you, taking a stick to you. I said, this is Jesse, you're doing good, right? But look at that. People are watching. Your children are watching. What legacy are we leaving? What are we doing? Are we living in his strength, man? God has called us to different things. You, you know what the cool thing about karate was? It was never about the fight, and it was never about anything like that. It was about this. When I went to get my surgery in my knees, buddy of mine, he, he did martial arts. He, he said, look, man, you're going to be all right. He said, you just got to get in karate mode. I knew what that meant. I'm coming out the other side. I'm coming through this thing. I don't care what anybody says, but see, I had something greater than karate mode. I had Jesus mode. I said, look, I know that God don't want me hobbling around like this. I'm going to keep on trucking. Lord, I'm going to tell you what. I'm praying that, to put me in the right place with the right people at the right time, everything else. Boom, 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 boom. Now, this is where I would have done much, much better if I'd have followed along with the doctor's orders. See, sometimes you don't realize you're medicated until later when you're not medicated and you think you know what's best. You know, it was really kind of neat. Jesse had just got his learner's permit. I had it all worked out because I couldn't drive, so we're driving everywhere. And Jesse said, Mom said I shouldn't probably listen to everything you say right now. Because, man, I was a woo! Let's go to Grandma's! Ah, let's go back again! And he's like, Dad, we're just going to go to the store, you know? But you think that's good? I got out of the car, my wife said, Look, come on, come on, we got seven steps to the house. I said, Hold this cane. She said, Don't do that, don't do that. I said, I don't need that thing. I'm fixed, I'm good to go. Right up those steps. I got up there, I walked around, I walked back out. See, my neighbor encouraged me to get this surgery, right? The guy across the street, he said, man, buddy, you need to get that surgery. You're really dragging that leg. He said, I had mine done. Okay, this is like July, right, when I got mine done. He said, I said, when did you have your done? He said, I think it was back in May. I said, man, he's doing good, man. I'm younger than him. I could, man, I'm going to be good. So I went up there, and he goes, what are you doing? I said, man, look at this thing. Look at this. Hoo-hoo, look at this. Man, I could do it all, man. I, I was medicated with that stuff, you know? And everything else, and I come down there, and my legs started killing me the next day. And my wife just said, <laughs> I told you, you should have done that, right? But she was a trooper. My leg hurt so bad one night, I said, I know you can't do anything. Can you just sit with me? Can you just sit with me? Remember, you don't like going through it alone? She was just sitting there. What do you want me to do? I said, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but it hurt. That thing was going, boom, boom, boom. Don't go and walk around the mall on the third day after your knee replacement. 
That's not good. So I go back to my buddy Bob, love my neighbor. I said, dude, you are the man. I said, two months, you doing all that? He goes, you know, June, July. He said, dude, that was last May. <laughs> oh, man, I wish I'd have asked more questions, man. That's right, man. So I, I got to keep up with the Joneses, man. I gotta, Bob can do it, I can do it. Bob can do it, I can do it. I need to, yeah, Bob said, you're an idiot. What are you doing? Get that cane over there. Man, don't we do those things? Living in my strength, not thinking, right? Moving on. See what else we could do. But look at this. I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I would add this. You just take that in the whole that we need to be listening to the Lord, right? That doesn't mean God says you can do it and you just take off running. God's going to instruct. He's going to equip. He's going to cause you to ask more questions to your neighbor, right? <laughs> you should. But think about those things. Man, how often... Do we just take off running and we go, well, it didn't work out. Are we constantly checking in with God? Are we constantly being in, in that, that mode of prayer, an attitude of prayer? That doesn't mean you walk around, excuse me, I need to get the bacon. Yeah, I'm praying, thank you, Lord. Okay, I need to get the, okay, I need to, excuse me, I need some gas. Thank you, hallelujah, pray. I'm not talking about the attitude of prayer. Maybe you might say, man, Lord, thank you that I can get these groceries. Maybe it's, Lord, thank you that I didn't have, I got a parking spot. Anybody praise the Lord for a good parking spot? Get your knee messed up, you will. I'm telling you right now, you walk around for a couple of weeks and think you're going to outdo Bob, you, you, you're going to be praying. He's like, oh, can you believe it? I'll go around. Lord, I need a good parking spot. Lord, I need a good parking spot. Woo, hallelujah. Get out of there, you got a good parking spot. Man, little things. Do you praise God for the little things? I think we should. It's all good. I want him to know that I, I love him. I want him to know that I am thankful, man. I'm thankful for you guys being here. I'm thankful for the opportunity that God gives us, man. But we need to stop seeing things so many times as doubters and start leaning on the Lord. Start surrounding yourself with folks that believe like you. Listen close to me. That doesn't mean you stiff arm everybody that don't believe like you don't believe. Right? I'm saying it's good to have an inner circle that's believing like you do in the Lord and that the word it's true, right? I mentioned this the other day. I don't know if I said it here. I was talking to the guest. We went somewhere, and, and a guy made this statement. He said, you know what? You're really about the sum of the five people that you hang around the most, to a certain degree. And what he meant by that, you're very influenced by probably the, the five people that you deal with. Think about that. Everybody moving seats and everything right now, right? <laughs> no. But is your number one influencer the Lord? Is your number one go-to guy? I'm not trying to cheapen this. I'm just trying to break it down for us. Is it the Lord? I pray that it is. Hey, look, I want to spend time with folks that, that don't believe because I want them to know the good news. I want to spend time with, with, with folks that's been around the block. I, I, I tell you this all the time. I eat breakfast with folks. It's got to have a meal involved, right? But I like hanging out. I saw Mr. Riggins the other day. Mr. Riggins is my buddy. He is an awesome Christian businessman. He always takes time for me. And I saw him the other day. I saw him at the roadhouse. We said, I said, he said, look, we got to do lunch again. I'll buy. I said, you don't have to buy. I just want to hang out with you. Because we talk about everything. And you know what I love about him so much? He's a great listener. He's a great listener. He said, well, what is, what's going on? He'll be, he'll be cutting his sandwich up or whatever. And, and, and just spend some time with me. See, a mentor. People that take time. But guess what? I want to pour back in others, too. So it's not just a one-way street. I, I want to pour back in others. Just like we were talking earlier this morning, man. I tell you what, when I leave here, I want to be, leave a big old hole out there, man. Man, that guy was all about Jesus, right? 
But you know, you don't start that on your deathbed. You don't leave a legacy from your deathbed, starting it on the deathbed, I should say. It's because of how you do today and tomorrow and the next day. And nobody knows when they're leaving here, right? Anybody know? I don't know. It could be today. But let me ask you this. Are you being strong and courageous? And if it was today, would you be okay because you know that you're secure in Christ? Do you know that you're secure in Christ? I talked to one of my buddies. He found out that our friend passed away. He said, hey, man, what's going on? He said, I, I, I saw that, you know, our buddy died. I said, yeah. I said, yeah, he was plugged in. He said, yeah. He said, well, you know what I always say? I said, what's that? He says, I don't mind going. I know where I'm going, but I just don't want to go out of turn. <laughs> Johnny. He said, hey, I don't mind going. and I know the Lord, but I just don't want to get out of turn. Right? In other words, he's got some more things he wants to do here. How many got some more that they want to do here? How many got some more lives they want to impact before they leave here? It's going to take us being strong and courageous. Somebody say amen. But look at this. Now, now we got to, now we got to sign up for some more. Y'all ready? Be careful to obey. How many people good at obeying? Some days better than others? Absolutely. Look what he says, Joshua 1.8. Keep this book of the law always on your lip. Meditate on day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you everywhere you go. Mm. How about that? He said, always on your lips. Then he goes deeper. He says, meditate on it. When you're talking about meditate, think on these things. Linger on it. Just, just chew it up, man. Devour that in your mind and continue to just let it fill every area of your mind with that eternal truth, man. Because if not... The errors of the world will start trying to take up root in your heart and in your mind. Man, the seed of doubt is pretty small. But if you water it with worry, it'll grow. It'll grow, man. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Oh, maybe woulda, shoulda, coulda. Yeah, this and this and this. I get so tickled sometimes when I start, when I start filling up on God. I, I mean, I'm like... The Bible is like a big cup to me sometimes. I just, man, I'm drinking this in. And I go, can you believe what God said about us? Can you believe how much he loves us? That is awesome, man. I insert myself in the story because that's my Heavenly Father's love note to me. Got to make it personal. It's to you. But if you keep that love letter shut, you won't know how much he loves you. You won't know the promises and you won't know how to respond. But he tells us, look at this, man. Keep it on your lips. Boom. Boom, when something hits your knee, you say, man, thank you, Lord, that you know what? I can come to you with anything. Lord, you know what? No weapon form against me going to prosper. I'm going to stand on your word, even if it's a little crooked right now, that you're going to bring me through the other side. What's coming out of our mouth? Look at that. And then he says, then you will be prosperous and successful. I think a lot of times is we sell ourselves out by not investing in the things of God, investing in the word of God. Spending time with God. You got to have something that's going to drive you to the finish line. You got to have something that's going to keep you rolling. That something is a somebody and his name is Jesus. Somebody say amen. That's what I'm talking about right there. I'm not going this race alone. And I pray and I believe this with all my heart. If I'm going uphill and I start going backwards, I believe my brothers and sisters are going to say, come on. Come on, bud. Let's keep on going. Because they've had it happen before. Had it happen before. A few weeks ago, we went through a lot of stuff when we lost Dave and different things. Man, I was wore out, just propped up. Miss Gracie stood up and said, look, we're going to pray for you. 
man, I can't even say that without my tears rolling down my face. She said, and, this, and after I preached a funeral, after we did all those things like that, boom, got the word out, God's moving and all those things. She goes, now go to sleep. Send me a message, now, now go rest. Man, you can't buy that. Those are people that are invested in my life and I'm invested in their life. I appreciate that. And that's not just one of you. Many of y'all do that. And I am so grateful, man. But you know what? We got to continue to be careful and not buy the lie of the enemy. Look at this here. Beat fear in advance by the grace of God. I want to talk about that just a little bit. I want you to see that on the screen. And it says in advance. When we start putting our heart daily on the promises of God, it's going to push that worry out. I don't need to know how God's going to do it. I don't know, need to really necessarily know when God's going to do it, although I'll be honest with you, we want to know, right? But that I know that God will do it and that God can do it. Guess what? That's because the grace of God is on our life through a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, man. We continue to do that. Nothing is going to take you by surprise when you're with the Lord, man. I said his hands are guiding and pressing us forward. And I, the reason I keep going back to that illustration, I could just see that jogger, you know, runner going up that hill and wearing down. It makes me think sometimes in, in ministry, in my life, sometimes it gets tired. You get tired. You get tired. You get tired. You're still, you're still feeding on the word. But sometimes, guess what? You need to pass that baton sometimes. That's what I'm so grateful for our, our, our team, man, and our brothers and sisters in Christ. I don't have to do it all. There was a time in my life I thought I had to do it all. And it almost took me out. First year of ministry. I was here. I was there. Somebody would call. I'd leave my family. I would go talk to them. I'm down here and everything else. Man, you started getting this on the home front. I'm not sleeping. All this. And finally, I cried out to the Lord. Lord, I, 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 I don't know what to do. He said, well, do it in my strength. Ooh. That's a great concept. I want to tell you today, let's do it in his strength. And let's continue to be careful to obey. Because when he says, nope, you don't need to do that today. Nope, it's okay to take a break. Hey, you know what? I'm going to clear your schedule off so you can go to Bible study. I'm going to clear your schedule off so you can make that phone call and pray with your friend. Oh, man, I'm so glad. Woo, I almost forgot this. The other day, you know, it was around a restaurant. The other day, I told you, I think it was last week, I went, um, we were at the roadhouse again. That's a good plug for them. Anyway, went to the roadhouse, and I was getting ready to leave, and the guy came up to me and says, hey, man, uh, I want you to be praying about this for me. Do you all remember that? The guy said, hey, look, I got some job offers as a school teacher. Could you be praying about that? I wish I had my phone. I'd read it to you. Went up there. I said, well, we're going to pray right now, bud. I don't want to forget about it. Boom, we're praying in the middle of the roadhouse. Yeehaw, yes indeed, praise the Lord, everything's good. Keep me posted. He tracked me down on Facebook the next day, and the man got the job. Come on, give the Lord praise. That's not a buddy thing, that's a God thing, but you know, I got to be a part of it. I got to be a little part of that. It's funny. It's funny sometimes you see people and you meet people. I saw a guy the other day that, that works at a place around here, and this kid's always a good guy, man. I always spend time with him. I said, hey, you know what, man, you're doing a great job. That's good. So I'm coming out of another restaurant, right? We do eat at home sometimes. This is over a, a couple of weeks. Anyway, and I saw the guy. I said, hey, how you doing? I met his mom and dad. His mama tracked me down, sent me a note. said, you know what? I didn't know she worked where I worked. 
She said, I just want to tell you, I appreciate that you recognize my son and everything. He said, every time you come in, you're in a good mood. Every time. And that's something, man. Because the place where he works, you ain't going to be in a good mood. You got to buy plumbing supplies. I don't do plumbing supplies. I always tell him, if I only come back three times, that is a win, baby, for me. You know? I think Miles said, oh, you got a plumbing product. Turn the thing off. <laughs> come and get me. Come and get me. The, the guys come bail me out all the time. But you know what? Those little things I wanted to share. Because you know what? Are we living in the strength? And are we being courageous? Because I'm going to tell you what, it'll start getting where it's contagious. So look at this. When we do what God asks us to do, it's totally for our benefits. Do you believe that? It's for our benefit. God said, well, I'll show them a lesson. Let's just go ahead and smack them down. That's, that's not what we're talking about. Everything that comes in our life is through the loving hands of God. I don't always understand all those different things, but God can work them together for the good. Amen? Look at that. So look at this. I like what he says down here. I pulled a little bit more out of that scripture. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will be with you everywhere you go. If you don't take anything away with this today, as a believer in Christ, I know you're listening online too, realize that God goes everywhere with you. Uh-oh, Tim, I did it now. There you go. That God will not leave you. So don't be discouraged. Fear will rob you every time. I'm going to tell you what, in my life, has there been things that you knew that, man, man, I'm going to try this. Maybe it's a new job. Maybe it's a new relationship. Maybe it's something else. Now, look, maybe it's the Lord saying, hey, you know what, that's not good for you. But you know what? When you turn around and you're really seeking the Lord, I pray that you think about that part of that scripture there and all the ones that we use today, right? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you everywhere you go. I want to tell you something else. Even when you make a mistake, guess what? God still goes with you. It's, it's unfortunate, Lord, forgive me. Sometimes I pull him in some bad places over my life. How about you? I have had the Lord with me in places that you shouldn't be. I think we all can say that at times. Situations. But he didn't go, he didn't say, hey, I'm going to stay at the door. You're on your own. Right? Man, think about those things. But God won't leave us. That's a promise that we have in his word. And I'm so thankful that, you know what, as we obey, we really get to see how God will squash those giants. We're going to bring it home, everybody doing good. Let's look at this again. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Man. You are a warrior for the Lord. Do you know that? That you have total access to the throne room. That you can call on God anytime. That's amazing, isn't it? Think back on this different thing. You have a hedge of protection. You have the strength of the Lord. You have the joy of the Lord. You have the wisdom. You have the peace. And all we got to do is just try to receive the benefits. I said try to receive because you know what? We got to get past this thick head. I'm talking to me first. Man, if we would just receive what God has for us. Anybody feeling courageous today? Anybody feel motivated today? It's more than just motivation. I want you to know the truth of God's word so that when the, when the, the truth of the enemy comes against you, you say, no, 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 no. I'm a child of God. Oh, but they're trying to do this to me at work and everything else. Do you think, you think that's going to bug God? I'll tell you something else talking about work, right? Some years ago when I told you everything wasn't real good at my job, they were going to move me. They were going to move me. I didn't find out until later. Right? 
I said, they're going to move me. Look at that. They're going to move me. I've been here longer than anybody. <laughs> they don't care. You better get a good attitude or they're moving you. But God was working things in behind the scene to give me a better attitude in different things going on and things like that. You know what started being my motto? Yes is the answer. What can I said, I'm here from this time to this time. If I can help you, I'm going to help you. Guess what? It got contagious. See, the first they say, oh, yeah, yes is the answer, yes is the answer. Next thing they know, they look at me and they say, I said, what are you doing? They said, well, I'm working on this job. Yes is the answer. I found that I was impacting the workplace either for the good or for the negative. And when I started finding the joy in my job, guess what? Other people found the joy in working with me. Who'd have thought? Maybe that's something for your family. Maybe that's something for your job. Maybe that's something when you go in and out of the roadhouse. I don't know, right? But I do know this, that as we go through life, there will be challenges and there will be giants. But nobody or nothing is bigger than our God. Let us pray. Amen. Father God, I thank you today that we can come boldly to the throne of grace, Lord. I thank you that, yes, we do have uh, giants in our life, but Lord, you are above all things. You're amazing, Lord. You love us. Lord, as a child of God, we have just so many promises that you just wash over us. So right now in this second, I'm talking to those that don't know you that's never put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that today is the day that they hear this message and receive this message. Just like we talked earlier about that jogger, about that runner. He had to receive so that he can move on. Let me tell you, friends, I want you to receive this message on on an open heart. The Bible says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means everybody's blown it. And our sin separates us from amazing and awesome, holy God. But God loved us so much that Jesus came and paid our sin debt in full. He poured out his blood. He laid down his life. But let me tell you the good news. On the third day, he rose again. And he sits on the right-hand side of God, interceding for us. All you got to do is believe him. They say, what must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. The death, burial, resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Put your faith in that. See, that's what qualifies us. The Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That means you don't clean up to get there. You don't, you don't buy your way. You don't work your way. You open your heart and you receive the only way, Jesus Christ. So friends, if you're here today and you've never asked the Lord to come into your life and forgive you of your sin, turn from our sin and turn to the Lord. This is your time now. You can pray this prayer or one just like it from your heart. It's, about, it's not about the words as much as it's about the believing on the gospel, the good news. Lord, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe that you came to to rescue me. Lord, today I receive you as Lord and Savior. Lord, I turn from my sin. I believe you're the Son of God. Lord, help me to walk this out. I receive you as my Savior today. And if that's you, don't leave here today without telling somebody, say, you know what, Pastor Buddy, I prayed that with you today. We want to come alongside and encourage you. If you're online and you prayed that today, I don't care what the date is on this this, uh, film strip that we're doing today on this live stream. Tell somebody, today is my day that I received Jesus. We love you. We pray for you each and every day. Have a great day. Bye-bye.